You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I know I preached on this text in the last year or two. I don't know what I preached, but I do remember our youngest granddaughter, Addison, here. Uh, she, I, I said, we be able and uh, I was preaching on we be able, and a bunch of sissies. And she was in the car here a few months ago, and she said, Papa, we be able. And uh, so I don't know what I repeat, preached. I don't remember, but this is not the same message tonight. Our Father, what, what a wonderful church, and what a wonderful evening and day. It's been a wonderful day. We praise you. And I pray that we'd gather our hearts around the Word of God and our attention. And please help us on this journey of life that's so, so brief and so quick. Bless these dear people in Jesus' name, amen. I've always I've somehow been obsessed my entire life, even as a young boy. I've always tried to live with the last day in mind. I've always thought, I've always prayed this may be my last message. All my friends, Tom Malone had a last message, and Lee Robertson had a last message, and Jack Howes had a last message, and Bobby Robertson had a last message, and Lee Robertson had a last message, and, and Harold Seitler had a last message, and Oliver Big Green had a last message, and, and, and Lester Roloff had a last message. The last song he sang, he was on the radio, and he said, oh, here's a good song. My God and I go in the field together. Little did he know, as he walked out of the studio that day onto his plane at the tarmac there at, at his property at Corpus Christi, and, he, and, and the man said to him, he said, Dr. Roloff, you have a good day. He said, this is going to be the greatest day of my life. And a few minutes later, I heard on KCBS News right here, I hit that, the, the, the tennis courts next door, and they said, Evangelist Lester Roloff just died in the field. In Texas. My God and I go in the, you don't know the last day. I want my last day to be a good one. I want my last message to be a good one. I want the last effort in life to be the very best. But life is so fast. Better is the end of the thing, Ecclesiastes, in the beginning. Man that is born a woman, his days are few and full of troubles. As sparks fly upward. Life is so short. It's like a spark and it's here and it's gone. So teach us to number our days. He's speaking to youth right there. He's speaking to young people because you live to be about 70. He says, so teach us to number our days. If you're going to live to 70, it's 25,550 days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Life is a vapor. It is here for a moment and then it's gone. It's short, it's quick, it's brief. Therefore, you have to seize. I must seize every moment. I don't want to live in discouragement. I don't want to win, live on the a losing side. I don't want to live like it's hopeless. I don't want to live like the government's going to win and we're out and God's out and there's no hope. I believe, I believe still, I'm persuaded that God in his mercy would like to send one more sweeping revival. I believe that. 
Why? Because he's not willing that any should perish. God knows the timetable. He knows that the next event after the rapture is the tribulation, and very few will get saved. Very few will come to know he's not willing that any should die and die and go to hell for all eternity. Yet hell continues to enlarge herself, the Bible says. I want to come to you today on this subject. Missed opportunities. Missed. These people missed it. So foolish, they missed it. They had a great opportunity. They saw the fruit, they saw the grapes, they saw the milk, they saw the honey, they saw it all. They saw those great cities. And by the way, they all came back and gave a good report of that. Here's the grapes of escrow. It's a walled city, it's it's fortified. Here's the milk, They, they all brought a good report. But we'll find that 10 of them discouraged the whole crowd. I know these are dark days. But I still believe in the bus ministry. I know these are dark days and mission fields are closing everywhere. But I believe still there are missionaries that are serving God and will yet go. I know these are dark days in this new young generation of the Google generation, the AI generation, and all that they're sweeping into and rejecting the things of God. But I still believe there's not only a remnant, I think there's still an army of young people that want to do right. I see it in our Christian school. I see it in youth conference. The place was packed with teenagers a few weeks back. I see it in our Golden State Baptist College. I still believe there's people that want the things of God. I see it in our young couples class on Sunday, the eagerness to hear the, the things of God and raising a family for God. Oh no, these are not the last days of losing and it's all over and it's, it's terrible. No, these are great days. Don't miss this opportunity. Thank you, Brother Flood. God, God used you to say those things because if we're not careful, we'll miss the opportunity that God has deposited into our care. This was birthed in my heart three weeks ago. The joy of pastoring the same church for all these many decades that I can go to the cemetery to pray and there's scores of markers of people, your loved ones, that I've laid to rest there on all these various cemeteries. I've pastored a lot of people. But I drive all over this area, and every, every area is a memory. I can go down a particular, a particular place, and that's when my cell phone rang right there. And the whole world caved in on that person's life. And they're on the other end. They said, here's what happened. I can go to places where I drive by and say, I remember I was just, a, just overwhelmed with grief for the situation of that family. I, I, can go down, I can go down these streets around here, and I, again, was again, I know I've been pre- planning plan on preaching this for several weeks, but I, I, this afternoon I was thinking about, I go down Homestead. I go down Pomeroy. I go down uh, Montague Expressway and, and, and Central Expressway. And I go in these housing districts. There are people I pass on the way to the hospital over here at Kaiser. Let's go from my place to place to go make visits. I remember church members lived in that house. And church members in this neighborhood. 
I don't know, I've not counted years, in this neighborhood and in that neighborhood by the old property and in the Agnew neighborhood and the Fairway Glen neighborhood, we have over 500 people that come to this church regularly. Within about a mile and a half radius. Yet I can go by and say, I remember when that couple and that family came and now that house is not, uh, there's no Christian there. It's empty. Uh, uh, that, I remember what happened in that house. I, rem I, I remember the arrest. I remember the, the divorce. I remember the walking away from God. I remember the day they quit the Sunday school class. I remember the day they quit the bus route. I remember the wife said, I'm so glad my husband got saved. He's saved. And she goes, I pray he gets in the bus ministry. And he got in the bus ministry. I can go by their house. And, and then after a while, she said, I don't like him in the bus ministry. And she got him out of the bus ministry. She got him out of church. You have no idea who I'm talking about. And then they divorced. And then they remarried different people. Now they, they, they share kids. Those kids are grown now. I remember this house. I remember that kid was a, such a, and now he's a drunk. And this is a druggie. Oh, I know we have a lot of success stories. But I'd go to house after house after house. I'd drive by. And here's what I, I was driving by a few weeks ago. And I said, God wasted Wasted, wasted, wasted. They wasted their lives. Many of you live, probably 15 of you live in the condos down here in Clyde Avenue. And I remember when that was a field, five acres, and they offered to sell it to us and we didn't buy it, but they put those condos in there. And I tell you, I've seen, I, I don't know if I've seen 100 people, but perhaps as many as 100 people live there. Some of those doors have had, had two, three, four, five families out of our church live there, and then another family lived there, and then another. And I don't think of some of those families that live there. I think of the doors I pass, so many places, suicide, suicide, suicide. You know what that does to my heart? I always think, they wasted an opportunity. They wasted it. You don't want to get to the end of the journey and look back. I wasted my life. I wasted it. I was so big into this and this and this, but I wasted my life. I'm not saying you have to be Charles Haddon Spurgeon. I'm not saying that you have to be Fanny Crosby writing all those 1,000 hymns and poems. But certainly God does not want you to waste and throw away your life. I've watched people get married, have kids, their kids at times and get away from God instead of parents staying true, and so many have. When their kids backslide, they quit with the kids. Here's, here's Caleb and Joshua. They said, we're going to waste this opportunity. 
Don't waste your life on toys, on things, on pleasure. We see that so many in the Bible, Adam and Eve wasted their life. They, they had fellowship with God Almighty, and they wasted it. Imagine what Cain did, how he wasted his life. He killed his brother. I wonder if Cain, every time it was Abel's birthday, he thought it would have been my brother's birthday. I wonder if my brother would have been married by now. I wonder how many children I would have been uncle to. He wasted his life. Lot wasted his life. And he lost his wife and all his kids and his sons-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. And then the two girls left. We saw last Sunday morning the Moabites came from that relationship and the Ammonites came from that, from incest. What, what? He, what a wasted life. He grew up with Uncle Abraham. A wasted life. The sons of Korah. Psalms 84, they were doorkeepers at the house of God. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God, dwell in the tents of unrighteousness. And yet when that one day they said, Moses, we, we defy you. He says, come to the door. They said, we will not come to the door. That earth swallowed them up and they lost, they, they wasted their lives. Jacob and Esau, they wasted over 20 plus years of their life. They, they, they were separated and then they were going to finally see one another. They were both concerned that, that they were going to kill one another because of the stolen birthright and the stolen, bless, stolen blessing. And then they came and they both bearing gifts. And, and Jacob said, These, Esau said, what, who, what is this for? He said, they're for you. They're for you. I brought them for you. They were both struggling to get so much earlier in life. And he says, I don't want them. He said, I have enough. And his brother said, this is for you. He goes, Jake, I have enough. For those say they lost a lifetime of relationship. When they gathered together, they said, who are these? Those are your nieces and nephews. This is my family. They wasted that opportunity. Joseph brothers, they wasted those years to the fact that by the time they saw him again as second command in, in Pharaoh's house, they didn't even know who he was. They wasted their life. Gehazi wasted his life, and Achan wasted his life, and Absalom wasted. You imagine being raised in David's home and he wasted his life. Judas wasted his life. Missed opportunities. Let's look at the scripture. Numbers 13, 12 spies went out, 10 were bad and two were good. 10, 10 missed the great opportunity that God placed in front of them. Would you notice they came back with that report? And here's the report, verse 28, chapter 13. Nevertheless, it's a negative report. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. The cities are walled. Very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak. Everything that they saw was negative. David saw a giant and said, come on, big boy. You're a bigger target. I like a big target like that. What was he, nine foot six or whatever it was? Not these guys. Dear, dear, dear sir, you cannot bring a negative report home to your wife. 
Dear wife, you cannot bring a negative report home to your husband. Parents, do, do not bring negative reports home to your kids. Well, America, the great America I used to live in, great America, now it's all gone. There's no hope for you kids. It's terrible in your generation. Don't give a report like that. Hey, this is a wonderful time to be alive. Careful of the negative report. I, I was listening to Brother Flood. Oh, I respect him so much. I wrote down in my journal, just I think in my prayer time this morning or yesterday, how that, that young man, father of three, he, he organized that we just missed 9,000 people on Easter Sunday by eight. But I remember marrying your parents and I remember holding him as a baby. And now, I wouldn't know how to do that. Somehow, God, don't tell me that it's over with this generation. There's a young man that's doing something as all these young preachers that we have. We got the old guys out of town today. Especially Brother Cooper. Have you noticed that guy's aging? In fact, you were sitting next to him the other day, and I thought, I think that's his daughter, and he's the father. He's, he's looking old these days. Of course, he's working with me. That might be the answer. Most people get looking old when they work with me. Don't bring a negative report home. Well, you know, fundamentalism. I get so tired of that. Someone said to me a couple years ago, they said, are you an IBFer? And I said, I have never heard, what is an I-B-F-er? I don't even know what that word means. And I think it's Brother Poussin, Independent Fundamental Baptist, or Independent, I-B, Independent, whatever it is, I don't even know. And I said, I have, I've never heard of that before. Oh yeah, they, we, they, you're listed as one of those. Well, thank you. But the problem is, whatever the I-B-F or F-B-I or whatever it is, whatever it is, Man, I'm a lot more than that, I'll tell you what. Uh, so, so you say, wait, you're, you're so right wing, exactly. Exactly. Because compromise will never save a nation. And, and negative speaking, well, you know, we got Biden in the, he's, he's in the office, he doesn't even know where he's at. I don't either half the time, but I'm having a good time. Chill out. I mean, he's going to be gone. The next guy who's corrupt to be in. Our hope is not in D.C. My goodness, it's not in Washington, D.C. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. They brought a negative report home. Negative reports cause you to miss your opportunity. Yeah, you know, the youth in our church are all, you know how they are. Yeah, I know how they are. I exactly know how they are. I have their number. I won't trade them, Brother Langston, you know where I'm going. You've been around long enough. I won't trade them for anything. These boys, these girls, I, I won't trade them for anything or anyone. I don't want another youth group. I'm so thankful for them, their spirit, their attitude. I want you to know that not only was there a negative report, there was a fearful report. Look what he said in verse, verse number 31. The man that went up with them said, we, we be not able. 
Addison, we'd be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than, and they brought up an evil report. That evil report was based on fear. Do, do not govern your life out of fear. And, and I do at times like you do. I'd like to have one week without something negative. But it doesn't happen. Every day there's something that's it's negative. It's every day. But I can focus on that evil report and I can focus on that fearful report. I can fo focus that my God is in control of everything. Nothing is going to touch me but that it's fil filtered through the hand of an almighty God. There, there's a third report. There's a negative report, a fearful report. There's a false report. Verse 32, the latter part, they searched the land and they said, it's a land that eateth up the inhabitants. Now that's not true. What do you mean? Oh, here's a big boy. Put him on the block there. Let's eat him. He, he looks good. We'll eat him for a while. Well, here's a Baptist preacher. They're probably bitter, and, and, but we'll put a lot of seeds in. Let's eat him. They're not eating up the people. But these 10 guys came back and said, they're eating up, they're, it's amazing, I think. They're eating up the inhabitants thereof and all the people they saw were the great men of stature. That's a false report. I find fourthly, it's a, they, they, it was a discouraging report. Chapter 14, and the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. And the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. By the way, those 10 men caused the discouragement. And the whole congregation said, would God we had died in the land of Egypt or would God we had died in this wilderness. It's better for us, verse three, to return into Egypt. And they said one to another, let us make a captain. Oh, it's dangerous when sheep begin to organize. And let's return to Egypt. I told Brother, Marge, uh, Brother Paul and Margie back here tonight. They were walking in, and I was walking this way. I think when we came 48 years ago, you voted. I think you were just visiting, just, just started coming. I was thinking about them a lot today. He's taught children's church all these years as a layman. And they got to think about you, Brother Manley. God brought you to your wife, door knocking, 1970. 78, 78, 77, 79, May. You've been preaching as a layman all these years, uh, primary church for the bus kids. And Brother Kerry, 40, 45 years preaching kindergarten, uh, 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 junior church. And, and Colonel Harder, 20, Six years, I think, at the nursing home over there, 27, whatever it is. And all you people that have been driving buses and, and, and teaching and serving and giving, you've given to all these building projects. You, 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 you built the property over there. We, we, we built a little 16 by 20 office and Sunday school complex, 16 by 20 feet. And, and then you built a, 
a two-story building, which we eventually tore down. And then you built a 32,000-square-foot building. And then we built another 27. You built 66,000-square-foot of building over there and over 200,000-square-feet of building over here and dormitory and dormitory and gymnasiums and gymnasiums over there. All that you've done and all the money you've given. And we've had every campaign imaginable. And you know what you did? You said, I'm not going to lose this opportunity. I don't know how many years it's been, but we always get a little behind. We're a little behind right now. But we're at 40,000 Bibles to this, these cities this year. We'll be at 100,000 by December 31st. Brother Flood, I have one week where we just go 100,000 doors in one week. Our prayer is Easter Sunday at 10,000 this Sunday, this year. Uh, my vision is on the second Sunday of September when I preach on Sunday night on the bus ministry. We find that every single person gets involved in the bus ministry somehow. A prayer warrior, a, a $1 a week gift, bringing a, a candy bar or something. I don't care what you do. Knocking on doors, visiting people, winning folks to Christ, following up. This, this area must be reached with the gospel. But I also look back at people that wasted. You could have driven a bus. You could have driven a bus, but you never got going. You could have, you could have taught a class. You missed an opportunity. You could have been an usher. You could have, you could have sung. But oh, I tell you what, I'd like to sing in that choir. You could have sung in the choir. Why are you missing this opportunity? Men's softball every year. I, I'm not missing out. I'm the league's best pitcher. I just, I, I know it sounds proud, but I, I am. I just, you ask any team I've played on, again, this last Thursday proved I'm probably, I, well, I, I, I think, Brother Kissel, I, I believe I'm the best pitcher. Everybody gets a hit off of me. I mean, when I can't strike out Chris Kissel, I mean, that guy is barely making it there. You know, he hobbles in, he just barely, and I, I, I can't strike him out, and, and he taunted, I, 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 I'm off the subject, but I saw you taunt him. I, I walked one ball player on Friday night, Thursday night, it was you, and, and you were tormenting me. And your sister-in-law wasn't much better either. I'll tell you that right now. I'm just going to lay it right there. I'll see you at the altar in a few minutes. I probably should retire from playing ball. But Josh Nolan, when you're as good as I am, <laughs> and you see a pop-up coming pitcher's mound, you're saying, oh, dear God, help a shortstop to come in here and catch it because I'm going to miss this thing. I can't find the ball. <laughs> or so I get beamed on the head by Donald Rocha. And I'll never get over that, my brother. Our brother Andrew and you fellas that hit the ball up the middle, I still have bruises from a year ago on my shins. I have bruises on my shins from a year ago. I probably shouldn't be playing. <laughs> I doubt if I'm going to get drafted last year, not next year. But I don't want to miss this. I said, now, honey, well, I'll take you home tonight. We'll get you home right away. I'm not going home. I'm going out to fellowship. Folks, I'm just trying to help us. Don't miss opportunities. 
you, you sweet dads, our, our class is so filled with young couples. We had you, so many in our house on Friday night at the, uh, the, uh, a banquet at our home. You're so blessed to have children. Our homes had kids gone out of our home longer than we had them in our home. You're so blessed to have children. You make sure every day you tell them, don't miss the opportunity. It's, I love you kids. Don't miss it. Don't miss it to ride bikes with them. Don't miss the opportunity to play ball with them. Well, I'm busy. No, no, don't miss it. Well, they're not good. Well, neither are you, Donald, and the rest of you. I, I just, why, why, would you, why would you miss this opportunity to love your wife while you have her? I know I'm paranoid over my wife. I just, even the therapist says I am. And my shrink tells me I'm paranoid over her. But apparently she didn't sleep well. I got up real early this morning and several hours later, and I was making noise and it scared me to death. She wasn't moving. Oh, you know Tabitha how I get. And I, 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 made sure light was getting there, making noise, and she wasn't moving. Oh, my goodness. I walked over there and tried to hear if she was breathing. And I walked out, and I walked back in, I walked in. I'm, I'm having, a, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, who's going to preach this morning? One of these guys have to preach. I, I don't want to miss these privileges of being her husband. It's an honor I don't want to miss one minute of being your pastor. It's such a privilege. It's a privilege to teach Sunday school. Don't, don't lose this privilege. Don't miss this privilege. Let's stand together, shall we? Our Father, what a privilege. The, the, these two men came back with a good report. The others all died in the wilderness. They missed it. Their report was so wrong. It was so negative. It was so fearful. It was so false. It was so discouraging. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I was reading in my journal this past week, June of 1976. I got so discouraged. I'd been, been here a short time, and I resigned this church. I'll never forget resigning. I told Ed Bradley, the chairman, I, I, I'm done. I'm not going to put up with this small little church, 20-some people. And I resigned. And he said, Brother Treber, don't resign. You're God's man. And I sure did not feel like God's man. You know, Brother John, I wonder what would have happened had I... Missed, that was 48 years ago, last month. If I, I, I would have missed out on all this. I would have missed out had I resigned. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.